These are the sounds of a dinner. A dinner that almost didn't happen. A dinner now served thanks to people like you. Due to COVID-19, 17 million more Americans may face hunger. Feeding America is helping our neighbors in need. And if you're able, you can too. Donations are being accepted at feedingamerica.org slash coronavirus. Brought to you by the Ad Council and Feeding America. 200 Food Bank Strong. You're listening to WBCALP 102.9 FM, Boston. Boston's community radio station. Hello, hello. You're listening to Never Give Up, where giving up is not an option. I'm your host, Rochelle Jones. Welcome. We're here in the studio today talking again, part two of Never Saw It Coming, where last Sunday we were talking about um, ambush, being ambushed by unexpected attacks that seem to, to come our way. And we left off with tool number three, and it was uh, talking about how Paul, uh, and well, using reverse psychology in a sense that do the opposite of what we see that that's happening that we're experiencing, and Paul and Silas how they prayed in the in the prison um, at midnight they prayed and sang praises unto God, and uh, suddenly there was an earthquake, and the bands around there. The, the the chains around them were loosed and a whole uh, prison guard and his family were saved because of it. And we talked a little bit about, you know, don't harm yourself. Don't harm the vision, the goal. Don't sabotage it because it seems like it's difficult. Continue to push forward. Um, we also want to look now, uh, continuing on, we're going to look at tool number four, where prayer is a must. And we look at Psalms 5 and 8, and it says, Lead me, O Lord, in thy righteousness. Because of my enemies, make thy way straight before my face. And prayer is an opportunity that we get to communicate with God. We get to let him know what's happening in our lives. The Bible says that the effectual fervent prayer of the righteous one availeth much. Prayer helps us, you know, as well. And it, 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 it frees us, it clears us, but it also is a, is a way we communicate to our Heavenly Father. Cast all your cares on Him, for He cares for you. And that's what we have to remember, that we have to cast those cares on Him. He's able to take it. We can't. We get weak. We get frail. We get overwhelmed. But God doesn't. He's the creator of the universe. He's able to handle these things. So don't carry them. Don't keep them in. Don't bottle it up. Communicate with your God. He loves you. He wants to hear from you. Tool number five is don't be fooled. Matthew 24 and 24 says, For there shall arise false Christs and false prophets, and shall show great signs and wonders, insomuch that if it were possible, they shall deceive the very elect. And so we have to be careful not to be tricked and not to be fooled. 
The enemy is constantly trying to trick us right out of our peace, trick us right out of our joy. Um, I had uh, a, a very—our uh, pastor was presenting a message that, listen, don't let the enemy knock you off the mountaintop. You're up there. God put you there. The enemy wants to be there, and he's trying to knock you off. You're not trying to be uh, healed. You are healed. The Bible says, by his stripes, you are healed. So there's a disconnect somewhere. But until we get back connected, then we got to just keep saying it. By his stripes, I am healed. By his stripes, I am healed. And you have to believe it and say it until it gets deep down into your spirit. But there's a lot of uh, things in this world that are trying to get our attention, to get our focus and lure us away from the promise, the principles and the values, the character of God. But we mustn't be fooled. We mustn't be tricked. We must not allow our flesh to rule and run us, but let our spirit man. They that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. We are his worshipers. We are his people. We are the ones who sing praises to his name. We are the ones who are to give him, uh, you know, praise and praise and honor and glory. Hallelujah. The sixth tool that we want to kind of look at is be strong. The Bible says in Ephesians 6.10, Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. It's funny that it didn't say, you know, try to be strong. I, I think you can be strong or you should be strong. He says, mm -mm, be strong. Well, how do I be strong? Well, not in your power, but in the power of the Lord. Be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Well, that means you have to kind of know who he is and you have to kind of know the word and you have to know who you want to be in him. Hmm. Be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. That means you have to have a can-do mentality. You have to know that I can stand in the midst of adversity, that I can stand because he said so. He said that I was more than a conqueror. So I'm strong. If I'm conquering, amen. Tool number seven says, all right, put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles, the tricks, the schemes of the devil. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood. Hmm? Flesh and blood. You mean people, human beings that have flesh and have blood running through them? You're not wrestling. Look, he didn't say shoot it out. He said wrestle. That means we're close. We're hand-to-hand -hand combat. Sometimes skin-to-skin, -skin, face. That means you're close. But who are you wrestling? You know, if I'm not wrestling against people, then who am I wrestling against? He said, you're wrestling against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. You're, 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 you're fighting against an invisible force, right? And because we're a, it's a spiritual, invisible war that we're fighting with demons, Hallelujah. 
And so therefore, you can't fight this battle with just with your lips. You, uh, you, 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 you know, you're cussing. You can't fight this battle by shooting. This battle is fought in the spirit. And then he says in verse 13, Wherefore, take unto you the whole armor of God, that you will be able to withstand in the evil day. So this armor is an armor that will help you to be able to withstand when evil comes in the evil day. And having done all to stand, again, stand therefore. But not just stand there. When you are suited up, when you have your armor on, you now stand having your loins girt about with truth. And you have on the breastplate of righteousness. And your feet are shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. And above all, taking the shield of faith, wherewith you shall be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked one. What a powerful shield of faith. That anything that tries to come your way, any fiery dart coming your way, your shield of faith will be able to quench it and it will not harm you. And take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. So our defensive weapon is the sword, which is the Word. You got to know the Word. We've got to speak the Word. This word have we hid in our heart that we will not sin against. The, the word of God is a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our path. The word of God is like necessary food. The word, hallelujah, in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. And verse 14 says in John 1, and the word became flesh and dwelt among us. That we have a, an, an, av an advocate, and he is sitting on the right hand of the Father, making intercession in our behalf. We have one who is able to stand and to help us through every battle and situation. The Bible then says, praying always with all prayer and supplication in the Spirit and watching thereunto with all perseverance and supplication for all saints. That means we're watching and we're praying. We're on alert and we're on guard. We're praying for our nation. We're praying for all, um, uh, for the, for the health of, of, of the people. We're praying for all types of, uh, situations. We're praying for our families. We're praying for the church. We're praying for our future, the jobs. We're praying for our young people. We're praying, hallelujah, for all the saints. One of the, the, the eighth tool that I'd like to add to your toolbox is you got to be persistent. You have to be determined. You can't give up easily. You have to have strength with a purpose. You have, your mind has to be in a forward motion. And I'm telling you, these things help me. It, it helps refresh me. It helps remind me. Okay, you got off track for a moment, a year, a week, a month. But get back on track. Stick to the goal. Stick to the strategy, the game plan. You're able to keep the hope and the dream alive, even when faced with persecution and when great odds are against you. Stand, hallelujah. 
Success does not happen, right, just by osmosis. You've got to work at it. You've got to stick with it. You've got to hold on. There's a there's a, a picture if you if you text never give up pelican and frog, a picture's gonna pop up with a pelican that had the frog in its mouth. And the pelican was about to was trying to swallow the frog. And his whole head and body uh is in the mouth of the pelican. And yet the frog's hands is out choking the pelican. And it says, never give up. You see, it's not over until it's over. It's not over until the Lord says so. And he didn't say so. Amen. So you got to commit your way unto the Lord. You've got to trust in him. Hallelujah. He is the one who's going to bring it to pass. You have to make a commitment, right? You've got to dig in. You can't run away. You can't, this ambush was designed to destroy you, right? Everybody's in a different place in their life. They have things and situations that might have gone on in their life, right? It it might have been designed to kill or to destroy you, right? Because the Bible says the enemy comes but to kill, steal, and destroy, right? So whenever the enemy's involved in it, he's trying to take you out. He's not being nice about it, amen? And so you got to stick to the plan. You got to stick it out. It's better to, to, to never make a vow than to make one and not keep it. That's Ecclesiastics 5 and 5, right? That we, whatever you find yourself to do, you do to the glory of the Lord. Amen? Hallelujah. So um, we, we look at Luke 9 and 62, and Jesus said, No man, having put his hand to the plow and looking back, is fit for the kingdom of God. So don't look back. Keep your forward momentum. Keep looking forward, right? Luke 21, 36 says, Watch ye therefore and pray always that you may be accounted worthy to escape all these things that shall come to pass and to stand before the Son of Man. I'm going to pause and let us think about that for a minute. Watch ye therefore and pray always. Pray always. Sometimes we complain always. Sometimes we try to lean to our own understanding always. We don't pray. We don't say, oh my God, look at the condition of our our world. People so distant, jealous, envious. Hmm. Pray. If we look at tool number nine, what are you thinking? The Bible tells us, as a man thinketh, so is he. And that we must be transformed by the renewing of our mind. So we've got to examine what are the thoughts that are going through your mind? What are the things that you're thinking about, daydreaming about? Are they positive? Are they declarations of God's word? (laughs) <laughs> the Bible says that the angels hearken unto the voice of the Lord. So when you speak the word of God and his promises, the angels hearken to it, to perform it. So we want to be clear-minded because our very thinking can lead to becoming our very actions and our behaviors. So let's think pure thoughts. 
Amen. Let's think. <laughs> Let's think of who the Lord told us we were, right? That we're righteous, that we're beautifully and fearfully made, that we are strong. He said, be strong. We're strong. Amen. And then he said, in your weakness, I'm strong. So we're strong, strong. Amen. Watch how you think. Watch your thoughts. You know, maybe we, you should sit and just, you know, when you're, in, when, when, you're in, when you're in meditation or you're in prayer, just think about the thoughts that run through your mind to try to interrupt that time with God. He's an interrupter. He's an ambusher. He'll ambush your thoughts in prayer. Oh, have you ever gone to church, pastors preaching, but your mind really isn't in it? You really didn't hear what he was saying because you were daydreaming. As the enemy came and ambushed your thoughts, took your attention right away. Our 10th tool that we want to kind of focus on is, what are, what are you speaking? What are the things that you are saying? Life and death. Uh, you know, come forth from our mouths, our tongues. We have to open up our mouth. We have to prophesy. We can't stay quiet, right? We have to let the victorious sound of God come forth from our mouth. Hear ye the word of the Lord. Hear ye the word of the Lord. You are strong and you are mighty because God says so. Because he has given unto you power and authority to tread upon the scorpions and the serpents and over all the power of the devil. And by no means, nothing can harm you. The enemy will try to put thoughts that he can harm you. But God said nothing can harm you. Right? That you were surrounded in the book of Job. It tells us that we were surrounded by a hedge of protection. That's what Satan said to God. He's like, oh, well, you have him surrounded. And you know what breaks the hedge of protection? Sin. We do. Our impatience. Huh? We, our curiosity. Wanting to see what's on the other side. Not trusting that God has our best interests at heart. We, like Eve, want to know good and evil. We want more than what God is saying. We want to be little gods. Tool number 11, how are you fitting the word in your life, in your lifestyle? You know, somebody was to say, what type of shoes do you like? You know, what, 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 what is your favorite word? How do, you, how do you walk with the word of God in your life? Do people, when they identify you, do they identify you as a person who loves the Lord and knows the word and lives for God? Hmm. Are you ready to speak the word at every situation? No matter what's happening in your life, the first instinct is to find that word, that scripture that is going to help you. <laughs> That's what we have to do. We have to, you know, hide this word in our heart. This word have I hid in my heart, Lord that I may not sin against thee. Hallelujah. Weapon, I'm sorry, our tool number 12 is, are you ready with your weapons? Right? 
The Bible says, for the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but they are mighty through God for the pulling down of strongholds. These weapons that we have been given for warfare, they pull down strongholds. Fleshly, worldly weapons cannot pull down demonic strongholds. We're fighting an invisible war. Your, your earthly weapons cannot affect the enemy in any kind of way. He said, casting down arguments and every high thing that comes and exalts itself against the knowledge of God, bringing every thought into captivity. Do we bring every thought into captivity? This is, a, this is how the enemy ambushes us. He, th th there's a battle in our mind. He ambushes us in our very thought life. But he's saying, look, anything that is contrary to the word of God, bring it into captivity. To the obedience of Christ, right? We've got to obey the word of God, not hear it and still do what we want to do. Hear it and go about our business. Hear it and be like, mm, well, maybe next week. No, when you hear it, obey it. And being ready to punish all disobedience when your obedience is fulfilled. Well, what are some weapons? Well, we just read a few minutes ago that when Paul and Silas were in prison, they used songs and prayer as a weapon. Hallelujah. Mighty weapon at that. It caused an earthquake to come and it caused a suddenly to happen. It caused those, those bands to be loosened from off of them. The word of God in the Bible, they're, they're weapons. This, you know, when, when we use the word of God, it's like a weapon. Amen. I'm the head and not the tail. I'm above and not beneath. I am more than a conqueror. Those are weapons against the enemy. When we, we, when we, when we are in fellowship with one another as a weapon, because the, the, the devil doesn't want us to gather and to get together, to be at peace, to be unified. He said one puts a thousand to flight and two, 10,000. Do you, do you think he wants you to be in a group? No. Faith, our faith is a weapon against the enemy. Amen. What about the, the gift of tongues? Oh, there's so much controversy in tongues, whether we should be speaking in tongues, whether tongues is, a, of, is still of today. Look in your word open, and ask the Lord. It is a gift. Hallelujah. Our putting on our armor, trusting God, the fire of God, reminding God of his promises. These are all weapons and tools that we can use against the enemy. Power, using the power and the authority that God has given us, using our light with the light of the world. Use your light. Amen. Another tool is affirmations. Speaking those things, seeing yourself as God sees you. Amen. Every attack. You know, uh, we I had some young people, and I was like, you know, uh, no matter what, whatever your age is, find that many affirmations. You know, I am loving. I am kind. I am free. I am. I am a waymaker. I am. I am strong. I am compassionate. I am a helper. You know, I am intelligent. I am. Amen. So, just affirmations. Who are you? In Christ, I am beautifully and wonderfully made. Amen. Affirmations. Continue to put them before you. Uh, surround yourself with. Positive affirmations. Those are a weapon. The enemy wants you to see, have defeated thoughts. He wants you to 
you know, be uh, dim and grim. He doesn't want you to be um, optimistic and positive. He doesn't want you to be hopeful. He wants you to be faithless. He wants you to talk down and talk at people. He wants you to be agitated all the time and anxious all the time and angry all the time. He doesn't want you to be full of love and full of joy. When we walk in the fruit of the Spirit, it's a weapon. Hallelujah. Every attack, every ambush, every blow, it takes something away. Every time you, you, you get a blow, every time you've been hit, think about the boxer in the ring. Every time he gets hit, boom, that blow takes some wind out of him. And enough of those back-to-back blows, you see him go down. Or he'll fall against the rope, you know? I'm sorry, not everybody is like Muhammad Ali doing the rope-a-dope. No. Sometimes you, you, you fall to the rope because you, you barely can stand, you know? Some of you listening right now, you can't take another hit, another blow. The enemy just has you right on a thin line. I mean, just one blow in your direction and you'll fall over. You're, 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 you're depressed. You're discouraged. You're hurting. You've had some losses. You've been ambushed. You've been betrayed. And you wonder, Lord, how, how I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make it. You might have had bad news in your health. All I'm saying, sometimes we just have to say, I'm healed. I'm healed. By your stripes, I'm healed. I am healed. I am healed. I am blessed coming and going. 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 I have what I need when I need it. If I was to leave my granddaughter anything, I want her to have faith in God. I want her to know that the power is in her mouth. I want her to know that she can create whatever she says. If you say negative, you're creating that. If you say positive, you say life, you're creating that. If you speak death and horror and terror, you will have that. You will have what you say. You will reap what you sow. Sow good things so that you'll get good things. It works both negatively and positively. Sometimes we use, oh, you'll reap what you sow as a negative thing but it also can be positive. I want to read this to you as we get close to closing. Amen. When you're recovering from blows, you're not sometimes ready for the suddenly. So we've got to get in that ready position. But I want to leave you with this scripture, 2 Corinthians 4 and 8, 8 through 9. We are troubled on every side, yet not distressed. We are perplexed, but not in despair persecuted but not forsaken, cast down but not destroyed. I'll read it in the Passion. Though we experience every kind of pressure, we're not crushed. At times we don't know what to do, but quitting is not an option. We are persecuted by others, but God has not forsaken us. We may be knocked down, but not out. Thank you for listening to Never Give Up, where giving up is not an option. I'm your host, Rochelle Jones. Have a powerful, powerful week. God bless.